All right, hey there, I'm Cam, and Brooke is with us today on the show, on the Red hey. Podcast. We're so excited to talk all about design trends today. Yes. So exciting. I think the last time we talked about design trends was in January. Yeah, beginning of the year. Yeah, so we are here to talk about spring. Well, probably, I would assume, maybe do this for summer and fall and winter coming up, but we're going to focus on spring trends, what's trending right now in the design space, not only just events, but design in general. So I'm excited to kick this conversation off. Me too. I know I feel like we're in such a different space now than we were in January. Like in January, it was still so unknown. And now we've gotten a lot more inquiries and it just feels, it feels different. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so, I feel like it's a different year already, and it's only like three months since the beginning yeah. of the year. Yeah. Crazy. So I can tell the trends and things are all getting happier, and it just mm-hmm. it just feels different. I don't know if you've been on Instagram Reels or TikTok, but there's a few people who are like posting this, these videos of saying like the um, winter blues and like being all down and out and now that it's warmer out and there's spring, like all of this stuff, they're like, I'm so much happier. And I'm like, I'm always happy. I mean, no matter when, but I feel like spring just makes people happier and more excited for life in general. Yeah. I've felt that so much lately. I'm a big fall girl. I like it when it's cold outside, but Something about the like flowers blooming is just everything. Yeah. It's just like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I love that. Well, Brooke is our content manager here at Render, and she puts this thing together called our monthly moods. Brooke, tell us a little bit about the monthly moods, what it is, all the things. Yeah. So every month I kind of pull together. I do something for our interiors brand, our education brand, and our events brand. So um, this is a little bit new for us. So if you have been keeping up with our blogs, we just started posting on each individual website. So if you're ever looking on the render.co, our blogs aren't there anymore. They're now on render educate, render events, and render interiors. So you can find them there. But I do like a monthly mood segment where I go through the events industry and I look up some trends and some things that are happening, some like colors that we're seeing a lot of. As far as interiors, kind of same thing. Those kind of go hand in hand. Just um, the events segment is a little bit more geared towards our inventory. And then the education one is more of like resources that we've found throughout the month that have been helpful for us. And I kind of put them all into a blog post. So I thought I just did one in March. It'd be kind of perfect to go into some of the trends that I've been seeing in interiors. And then I thought maybe Cam could talk through some of her like business resources that she's found. And then we can kind of both talk about events and things that we've been seeing in the event industry. So love it. Let's do it. Hey there, you're listening to the Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients through the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. 
let's start off with interiors because I just feel like that kind of goes perfectly with rentals. Um, but one of the biggest trends that I've been seeing is pops of green. And I feel like anyone who knows me that's listening to this is probably like, of course, Brooke would say that because it's her favorite color. She's obsessed. But seriously, I've been seeing it not only in my own home, but in lots of other people's homes. But in the blog, what I talked about is seeing green in unexpected places. Um, I've been seeing it in shelves that are just like old shelves and they've painted their shelf like a pop of green and I just think that's really cool it's a unique take on you know bringing color into your space instead of doing it on the walls like maybe doing it on some furniture. Kaylee actually just uh, painted one of her I think it was a dresser she just painted Kaylee oh yeah she just painted a dresser green and she put it in her dining room. It's so cool. I love it. So pretty. I love that. Um, my husband's big on like no paint on furniture. He really likes the natural wood tone. So I don't get to paint much, much furniture in my house. But I think it's really cool and just like a fun way to bring in color. So along with that, I would say maybe a trend is just bringing in color into your space, not just green, but bringing in color in unexpected ways. I know that white walls are huge right now. Everyone just wants to paint all of their walls white, but I think it's still nice to bring in that little pop every once in a while. Um, Another trend that I've been seeing is chrome chairs and chrome details. So I'm not sure if any of you guys are familiar with the like Seska style chairs. That's what Kaylee has in her dining room. They're the caned back and then they have like the chrome legs. But I've been seeing that, I think it's kind of like an 80s trend, possibly. Mm-hmm. I think but so. I've been seeing that come back a lot. Very, like, um, sleek, I would say. Super modern. Um, and then the if you guys know about, like, furniture designers, there's another chair called the Bertoya chair. And if you need to see visuals, you can see all of this stuff on our blog, by the way, in the March Interiors blog. Which you'll probably also put in the show notes as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll add it there. And then the last kind of interior trend that I've been seeing is we're going towards more of those warm wood tones. I know there for a while, everyone kind of really liked that super light plywood vibe, which I still think that is, you know, really cool to use. But I've been seeing a trend of going towards that really warm, like cozy kind of wood tones and kitchen cabinets and all the things. So those are some of the interior trends I've been seeing. Have you been seeing any? I feel like, and Kaylee knows this about me, I don't go along with the trends in my home. (laughs) I'm very like a traditional, kind of modern, but traditional. Like I just keep things the same way. But I also look for statement pieces that will last a long time. Right. Like I have those black leather sofas in my living room and like I'll I'll probably always have those and I'll just trend out with the pillows that I put with it or um like throw blankets or like any textiles that I put with it I can, you know, phase in and out. That's cheaper to phase in and out right. like a big furniture piece, but I don't know. I I usually do like some statement classic piece and then I'll just phase in and out with with different textiles. Yeah, I love that. My mom, actually, she, whenever they built their house, they got these two recliners that are fully, like, floral. Yeah. Very, like, I wouldn't say out there, but they're just very 
trendy, you could say. Yeah. And we talk about it now and she's like, I really wish we had just gone with something more neutral and then just swap out the throw mm-hmm. pillows because they're already tired of the floral yeah. colors that they got. That's the biggest thing that I know that I recommend to my interior design clients. We've been doing interior design for a few years. Um, yeah. We just officially made it a business in the last year. But um, what I've always told my design clients who want some like big, bold something, I'm like, let's think about 10 years from now. Like, is right. that thing going to be as trendy 10 years from now than it is right now? And usually the response is like, well, you know, I don't know. It could be. And I'm like, okay, but do we want to really spend $5,000 on this chair that (laughs) maybe in a year or three years or 10 years from now, you're going to regret it and you're going to say, dang it, I wish I would have done something different. And so we typically will go with some sort of a neutral or some sort of a, um, a uh, classic piece, like a statement piece that will last a long time. And then I just tell them, hey, what is your normal life look like? Whether the season is Christmas or whether the season is spring, like what is your normal taste? And let's build that into your textiles. And so I know for myself, I have um, these huge, big storage bins that have um, like my spring decor in one and I have my summer decor in the other in my fall, my Thanksgiving, my Christmas, my like beginning of the year. Um, surprise, surprise, I own a rental company. I mean, I just like have these different things that I switch out all the time. Um, yeah, yeah, I have like so much of it. And so um, I think it's better to do statement pieces that you know are going to last a long time. You're going to fall in love with it over and over. Like these black leather sofas that I have, they were a pretty penny. They were like three grand each. But I know that I'm going to have those for... 20, 30, 40 years, like I'm going to have those for a long time because I invested in the right pieces. And then now I know like right now on my sofa, I have this like big white woven pillow that's really soft. The kids really love that one because it's soft. And then I have like a throw lumbar pillow that goes right next to it. That's um, kind of like a textile, like a, um, gosh, I don't know what it would be called. Um, it's like on the tip of my tongue, but it's, um, it's like a different texture. It has some woven, uh, it's a hand woven like pillow. And then on the opposite corner, I have a, um, bold pattern, a black and white pattern pillow. And then I have, um, a pillow that says Prairie Village in it. Um, I was born and raised in Prairie Village, Kansas. And so that's like important to me. And so that's something that's on my sofa right now, but three months ago in the uh, Christmas season, I had, um, like the plaid red and or like burgundy and green. And then I had like some Christmassy pillows. Um, and then usually I'll switch out for some, maybe some pinks in the fall or in the spring. And then I'll put some yellows or something for the summer. And then I'll uh, weave in some of those burnt oranges and yellows and golds into the um, fall. And so I, I just switch things out, but I can still keep that statement piece the same thing. Right. And so some of the trends that you're saying with the green and with, um, the, what, like the cane material or, um, some of those natural wood tones, you can pull that in with your textiles and not necessarily have to go buy, you know, a big piece. Like you could buy a leather pillow that's maybe in those warmer tones and that can bring in those tones and those, um, trends that are happening right now without going and spending, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, certainly you could, but... (laughs) For the normal yeah. person, 
you can't just go out and buy another sofa. You can't just go out and buy another chair um, or a whole new dining set, but you can weave in some of those textiles. Yeah, for sure. And even with paint, like if you paint a wall, that can always be repainted a different color. So yeah, I would say keeping the trendier pieces to the um, less expensive items like paint, like like you're saying, like pillows, things like that. And then, yeah, having just like a good, nice black sofa that'll stand for 10 years or more. That's like perfect. Yeah. And you can still have a trendier home too. Right. Okay. Well, should we go into some event trends we've been seeing? Yes. Okay. So basically what I did is I chose kind of a color of the moment. And I feel like this can be different for each person. Each Everyone has their own taste. But based off of our inventory and kind of just our floral that we've been doing, I said that our color of the moment was rose. And so I listed some of our um, pieces that have this kind of rose color in it. And one of my favorite chairs that we have is the Linen Club chair. And it's kind of like this mauve um, colored, really just super pretty velvet chair. Mm. And it kind of just speaks spring to me. It just feels, it just feels right. I feel like it'd be perfect for like a baby shower or something like that. Or even like if a corporate event, you know, wanted to do like a very springy filled event, I feel like that would be perfect for it. Yeah. But I don't know. What other trends have you been seeing other than color? Like, have you been seeing any anything else? I mean, that color specifically has been around for a long, long time. And it's yeah. trended in and out over time. But what I love about that color, the rose, mauve, pink color, is that you can use it so many different ways. Like, it doesn't have to just be through a garden rose. It doesn't have to just be through... Um, you know, different textiles like linen or things like that. You can use it so many different ways and so many different tones as well. And what I love that you did on the blog is you showed different tones of this rosy color, not just like one. Right. And there's so it's many different tones. Like, it could be more nude. It could be more yeah. peach. It could be more, it's kind of like a, yeah, like a whole color wheel of rose tinted yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, I also wrote, I can go ahead and read this. Rose is a sign of hope. So I looked into like the color psychology of rose and or pink and what it meant. And it says, we chose the color rose because of springtime and its pink tones. Pink symbolizes youth, good health and playfulness. In color psychology, pink is actually a sign of hope. It's a positive color, inspiring warm and comforting feelings in a sense that everything will be okay. And pink also calms and reassures our emotional energies, alleviating feelings of anger, aggression, resentment, abandonment, and neglect. And whenever I read that, I was just like, that is like, just perfect for the season of <laughs> that the world is in, that everything's going to be okay. I don't know. I just think color psychology is really cool. Um, and I think that's something that people who are planning events should really look into more. I don't know. I haven't been here that long. I don't know if anyone has ever come to you guys and said, we really care about like the meaning behind all of these colors. But I think that that is a really cool like thing to look into when you're planning an event because it really changes the whole mood and like how people feel whenever they walk into the space. Yeah. 
Totally. I think that's, um, we haven't had someone specifically come to us and say like we chose this because of a certain reason, not to say that they may not have had a specific reason for it. Um, but that might be something that, um, people can include on quotes like, Hey, pink is, you know, the sign of hope. And so we are hopeful for your marriage and like looking forward to that or whatever it might be, or hopeful for your event that's successful or whatever, um, you're using that color for. Um, something that I have seen, and this this um, has stemmed from a long time. So what I typically look at is fashion trends. Fashion trends usually trickle down to interiors, whether it be for interiors for events or interiors for homes. But looking at fashion trends and what's happening in New York and L.A. and Chicago, that's eventually going to trickle down. And, um, you know, that we bought out a rental company back in 2017 and their whole uh, buying decisions usually based off of fashion week. And so fashion week would happen in New York city and they would either go to fashion week or just closely watch it. And they would see what is happening in fashion, like what colors are happening, what textiles, what styles are happening, like how are they wearing it? And then then they would go and buy their inventory off of that. And they would call them collections. So they would say the 2016 collection, and it would be framed off of Fashion Week. And so they would use some of those fashion uh, photos and then put their inventory photo right next to it and say, hey, we chose this because of this reason. And um, I think that's a great thing to look into for sure. And we tend to do the same thing. We look at um, what's trending in the interior space, what's trending in fashion, and how is that going to inform some of our buying decisions, you know, six months ahead of now. Um, so I think that's really cool. One thing that I'm seeing is bright, bold colors. And so that kind of goes back to your pink is having these bolder colors, these brighter colors at your event or in your home. And so, you know, 10 years ago, people wouldn't have had a big pink sofa next to the dance floor at Mm -hmm. their wedding. Well, nowadays, you might actually have that. You might actually have a big pink sofa there. um, And that's something that's trending. Um, And so that's what I see coming kind of down the pipeline is these um, bigger, bolder colors and maybe even patterns that are happening at the events and not just um, not just, you know, in fashion. Right. Well, that kind of, I did some research and I think you're going to think this term is really funny, but I found the term grand millennial and grand millennial is basically granny chic. And you talking about clothes made me think of that because Mm -hmm. if you're on TikTok, you've probably heard the thing about Gen Z is saying that millennials Oh, I might be like really botching this. Gen Zs are saying that you shouldn't wear skinny jeans and you should have a middle part or whatever. I've heard it. I have the middle part, but I will continue to wear my skinny jeans. I'm a and I am proud of it. I'm wearing my skinny jeans right now. I actually don't like the wide leg uh, on me at all. Like I have one pair of wide leg uh, jeans and I only wear them if that's the last choice that I have. Right. I love the wide leg trend, but what I was going to say is that with that being said, like this kind of baggy pants style, like chunky tennis shoes is all, mm-hmm. if you really think about it, grandma vibes. It is. Like if you really think about it. It is. It's I'm not, not here for it at all. 
I am not enjoying the fashion trend of those things. Okay, okay I'm all yeah, side thing. I went to Nordstrom the other day, and you can keep this in the podcast episode. I went to Nordstrom the other day just to go look for some spring clothes, and I didn't buy one thing because I hated everything. Oh my gosh, no. I didn't like it at all. I'm like, where's the graphic tees that I want to wear? And where's yeah. the skinny jeans? And where's like the cute tops like I'm wearing right now? I'm like, where are these things? And I could not find yeah. anything. Yeah, it's definitely becoming less, like, form-fitting and more just, like, oversized. See, as someone who works out every day, I want the form-fitting. I'm like, I want to show off what I have going on here. (laughs) Right. Well, so this was saying that Grand Millennial is, it's trending because it's very sentimental and nostalgic for people, and... This was also talking about in the home, though. It says it's a modern twist on the homey, comfortable design elements found at Grandma's house intended to spark nostalgia and promote tradition. So I just thought that was interesting since we were talking about fashion. Like, Mm -hmm. I can kind of see that, I mean, me and my husband furnish our whole home with things that are from the 50s and the 60s or whatever. And so that kind of your grandma's style is coming back. We have this like pleated lampshade and my grandpa called me and he's like, we literally used to have one of those. And I just thought pleated lampshade was so cool. And he's like, we used to have, that's like all there ever was, was pleated lampshades before. So it's just funny to see how trends kind of come back (laughs) into style and everything. I will say the trend that I hope does not come back is the rustic, shabby chic, burlap lace. (laughs) I really hope that one does not come back. Watch in like 10 years, it's going to be back. And I'm like, no. Right? Yeah. I remember this. It was bad then. It still is bad. I mean, I could see like kind of a rustic, I mean, the warm wood tones, I think people would used to classify that as more rustic, but I think it'll come back in a much more modern way, you yes. know, like yes. not necessarily the lace in the, in the mason jars and whatever, <laughs> but I think it will come back in a very like sleek kind of way, yeah, you know? Very well could. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, what about, let's talk about some, um, like, business-related trends. Have you been seeing anything, yes. any new? Well, I mean, every spring, so whether it's March, April, May, we're all, like, business owners and people who are really just living life, we're springing forward. Like, we're looking to the future. Like, what's happening? We're getting excited for summer summer vacation, summer plans. I just booked a summer uh, ticket this morning to San Diego, which I'm excited about. Um, And so there's these trends that happen in business that happen every year. And one of those is looking to the future, like what is coming up? What can I be, you know, now that we are a quarter into the year, we're now we just entered in to quarter two. And so there's a little bit of kind of push for us as business owners of like, okay, we're already one fourth of the year done. Like, how are we at on our goals? What are we streaming for? And this year is a little bit different. And we've talked about this internally that, you know, it's hard to kind of predict what's happening this year because of the state of the world with the pandemic and all those things. And while we might be here in Texas where things are open again and things are getting back to normal. I know that we have a ton of listeners that are not in Texas, that are still in an area 
Like we have a ton of people who listen in Canada. Hey guys, to those who are listening in Toronto and Vancouver, BC, people who are listening in Europe, people who are listening all over the world. And you guys aren't in a space where we are, where our state is open. And so there's still so much unknown. But now that we are in quarter two and there's a vaccine that's out and there is um, stores that are opening and restaurants that are opening and events coming back and all those things, we have a little bit more um, a bigger light at the end of the tunnel. You know how, you know, you go through a tunnel and as you get closer to the end, that light at the tunnel is very small. And as you get closer, the tunnel light gets bigger and bigger and bigger until you're actually out of the tunnel. I feel like we are all in this tunnel still. We're just at different spots in the tunnel. And so here in Texas, with our business, our light at the end of the tunnel is a little bit bigger because we are further along there. But there's still some people who are further back. And while they might see a small little light at the end of the tunnel, they might not be further towards that end like we are. Um, I don't know that there will ever be an end end to COVID because I think it's going to be like the flu. It's just going to be here. We just have to learn to live with it. We just have to figure out what does business look like? What does life look like um, with this thing that is happening? And so for those who are listening that are not in Texas, that are not in Florida or another state or a city that is not as open, there is hope. There is goodness coming. And so now that we're in quarter two, what can we project based on where we're at? What can we project quarter three, quarter four, end of year? What can we project is happening and how can we get back on those goals? Back when the year started, we didn't have as much information readily available to us as we do right now with the vaccine and with, with events coming back and all that. And so likely your goals or what has happened in the beginning of the year or even the end of last year might have shifted. Like there's things that might have shifted. We certainly have things on our plans. We were planning on uh, refilming Rental Biz Academy at the end of the month, but plans shifted. Life changed and there was things that needed to shift around. And so now that we're starting quarter two, it's a great opportunity for you to get back on those goals, to get back to where you started and say, hey, where are we at in these things? And is it still a possibility that this will happen? Or do we need to make some slight changes um, in order for that to still happen? Like some of you in Canada, you are hoping to have your events by summer of this year. And that might still happen, but it also might not. And so we have to figure out what does our goals look like? And most years we have to look at our goals quarterly, if not monthly anyways. But this year especially, and last year especially, we have to be looking at those more often to see what's going on because unfortunately the state of the world is going to depend and our businesses will react based on what is happening in the world. And so that's what I'm seeing in business is that we need to reevaluate our goals based on what is happening to our businesses and reevaluate who's on our teams. And do we need to hire? Do we need to cut back a little bit more based on where you're at in the world? And so constantly keeping on those, not only is it a um, annual, you know, change that's happening where we're looking forward, but this year, especially um, looking at changing some of those goals or at least coming back to those goals again um, is something that needs to happen for sure. Yeah. It's what's nice about a new season is that it kind of feels like a fresh start too, you know, it's almost like the end of the year type of thing where it's just like, okay. 
I can take this new season and just start over, start from square one, like right. regroup. Everything's going to be okay. So yeah. I really do. Yeah. I'm sorry for all the other states and countries who aren't opening up yet, but your time's coming. We promise. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it will come. It will come. We just have to give it time. I have a question for you. What do you think, this is kind of on a different note, but I've been hearing that since, of you know, because of COVID, weddings have gotten way smaller. Do you think that weddings are going to continue to stay in these like small, intimate settings for like years to come? Because I know like there for a while, it was kind of like a trend to have a really big, huge wedding. It like, you know, spend a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think now it's going to be like lower budgets, less people, you know, what do you Um, think? I don't necessarily think budgets will change a ton. I think we'll still see that trend maybe for the next year, just based on the world getting back to normal or a new normal. But um, I think you're going to have multiple different people in this boat. You're going to have the um, people who really love the small intimate groups which you've always had that. You've had destination weddings for a long time. We've had elopements. We've had micro weddings for a long time. There was just the bigger weddings who had to make that shift last year Mm -hmm. um, that maybe necessarily didn't want to, but in order to still have their event and their wedding, they had to. And so um, I think when it comes to corporate events and weddings and all those things, they are going to look different because of what we've all gone through. And so The people who may not have been able to travel before, like grandparents or people who had to work on Fridays um, and your wedding happens to be on a Friday, things like that, technology is more robust now to where those people can still participate and your guest count might still be a little bit lower, but they're still participating in some capacity. Um, I think you're still going to have the trend of the big weddings. My brother, for example, is getting married this uh, summer and they're expecting about 300 people at the wedding. And so you're still going to have these big weddings because naturally there are people, I am one of those included. I like to have a lot of people. I love a big conference. I love a big wedding. I just think it's so fun. Um, But that's also my personality. I'm a major extrovert. I love people and being around people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Quality time is one of my love languages. I mean, really all of the love languages are my love language. I like them all. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know. I like, I like all of them. Um, but I think big events are still going to happen. I don't think they're going to go away. I just think we're technology is so much more robust now that like, for example, conferences who might not have had a virtual option before because you had to attend in person, they're going to have the in person and it's probably going to be a little bit more expensive, but they're also probably going to keep that virtual option for those who want to attend that um, maybe they're a single mom and they can't have childcare, but they still want to attend this conference. Or maybe um, work, they have a side hustle and that's what they're going to the conference for, but they can't take off of their full-time job. And so I think the attendance rate is going to be higher on conferences. You're just now going to add in the virtual option for them. Right. Um, so I think there's going to continue to be the micro weddings. There's certainly a personality that likes a small amount of people. Um, But we've also had that for more than just 2020. I think you're just going to have it more readily available. Yeah. Gosh, that's so interesting. You talking about how now 
like conferences and stuff, they'll probably continue to have the virtual aspect too, even once COVID is not really the front of our minds. I wonder if people will, will rather do virtual just because it's easier or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, you know, less cost. I mean, you're going to have people who like the same thing, mm-hmm. but it also goes down to personality. If I had the option to stay home and save money or go in person and spend a little bit more, I'd probably go in person because that's just the personality that I have and that's what I like. Yeah. And so I think yeah. you're still going to have the same maybe amount of people attending, you just might have um, more people that are doing virtual than going in person because it's now an option. And there's certainly going to be conferences that don't give that option that say, hey, we've done that because we had to and now we're not going to do that anymore. Um, Because I mean, as someone who goes to conferences all the time, I speak at conferences, I attend conferences, I help put on conferences with our company. I love a conference. It's like one of my favorite things. And I especially love attending a conference because there's something that you get inside that room and something you get inside of those breakout rooms that you can't get in your living room, that you can't get virtually. I went to a few different virtual conferences this past year that I had originally paid to go in person, but because of COVID shut down, I had to do it online. And I didn't get the same takeaways. I didn't get the same heart pull that I did at a conference. I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day and he was hosting a virtual conference and he said, you know, I just wish we could be back in person at conferences. And I said, I agree. I'm the same exact way. And he, he said exactly what I said. There's something that you get inside of a room at a conference, at a big conference, all in one big group setting or in those breakout sessions that you just can't get on your own in a virtual setting. And so I think it's still going to happen there's still, I mean, that, that will still continue to be true, whether yeah. people go virtually or that they don't, but those who really love the conference and really love getting something out. And we were even talking, I said, even if I'm going for person like my personality conference or like personal development, um, I'm probably still going to get something out for my business. I'm probably still going to get a lot out for me personally. If I'm going to a business conference, at least if I take one thing that impacts my business, it was worth it. In every single conference I've been to, there's been at least one thing that makes me a better person. There was a conference I went to in Vegas in, gosh, 2014 or 15 or something. And I wouldn't go back to the conference because it wasn't awesome. It wasn't my favorite conference. I also had been in business for quite some time before then. And this conference is more of a um, kind of beginners to the events industry conference. And certainly the networking was great. But the thing that I got out of it may not have been a business tip or it may not have been something that I could use in my business. But what I got out of it was, hey, I want to speak at this conference. And here's what I'm learning that isn't being covered at this conference that I want to bring to this conference. Um, I was supposed to be a speaker at it in uh, October of this past year of 2020. Didn't happen because of COVID, but I might not have gotten a business tip, but I got an opportunity to say, hey, I have something to offer and I think you guys could really use this thing. Yeah. So regardless, I think there's still going to be a whole bunch of people that go in person to these conferences because they still, there's something about them that you get that you can't get in your living room or you can't get in your office. Yeah. It's just like church. I feel like, like I, whenever I went back to church for the first time, I was just like, 
just being here in this room and like the acoustics, like all the things like matter. And yeah, um, yeah being at home, there's also a lot of distractions. Mm-hmm. I feel like you got your dirty counter, you've got yeah. floors that need to be swept. Yeah, I'm trying to make coffee at the same time, and I'm like, I'm not focused. Yeah. So. I would agree. When I went back to church in person, I was like, oh my gosh, the ceilings. Like, I know. look at how beautiful the ceilings are. <laughs> right? We're like, oh, so beautiful. Yeah. But, like, I would have never, like, noticed the ceilings before, but I've been looking at my own house. Right? It's I know. <laughs> One thing I would love to see trend, which maybe it already kind of is in events, is maybe um doing more if if they're not comfortable with doing large events yet maybe doing more like kind of more intimate dinner parties or something like that where they invite like 25 people and then they really get to know those people that they've Mm -hmm. there is plus sides to having a smaller like event is you get to make much more meaningful or longer you know times to communicate with them and make a better connection with them so it yeah. could be a cool thing to do for yeah. events. Yeah, the um, IF Gathering conference that we do every year, we've been doing um, rentals and floral for that conference for the last, gosh, four or five years. And before it was a trend to do that, <laughs> they were already doing that. Yeah. Um, it's a Christian women's conference, and they teach leadership skills, and they teach a whole bunch of different things. And um, they had the opportunity to come in person, which was always here in Dallas, Texas. And they also had the option of people to stream in from all over the world. And I think this last one, they had 162 countries represented and like thousands and thousands of uh, homes that hosted people to do that. And I heard of a couple of these homes that were doing it and they were like, it was so cool because we got to one invite friends and then those friends invited other friends and those friends invited other friends. And so we created this kind of small community of people who were all engaging in the same conference together, but it made it more intimate and made it more relatable to each other. We could have great conversation afterwards. Yeah. Um, me as an extro- extrovert, when I go to a conference, I've been to plenty of conferences where I don't know a single soul and I will go anyways, even though I don't know anyone, which is very odd for a lot of people. They're like, you would go and not know anybody. I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? Like I'm going to meet somebody and I naturally like to meet people. And so I was like, you know, I'll go meet these various people and such. Even when I go to conferences, I usually don't sit with the people that I know. Like I might hang out with them afterwards or in between sessions, but I don't like to sit people sit next to people that I know because I'm working on expanding my network. I'm working on expanding the people that I know. And now I know people in almost every single state, if not every single state, because I've met them at these conferences. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just so cool to do. I mean, even if you are in these small little settings or at a big conference, meeting people that you might not know otherwise is really cool to do. You know those times where you open up Instagram and you realize it's been a few days or a week since you posted something? Then you furiously look through your camera roll and type up a witty caption, tag all the people, and upload? It can be so much easier. Planoly is the best tool for scheduling all of your content in an easy drag and drop flow so you can see it all in one place. I am a testament of Planoly. I've been using it for years and I absolutely love 
The ability that it gives me to auto post and plan out my feed as far in advance as I want. So if this sounds interesting to you or think it would make your life a little bit easier, check out the link in our show notes to get started with Planoly. Yeah, for sure. We need to go to a conference in person. I know. I know. I think the next one I have is in Vegas in August for NACE. So hopefully we'll actually be able to go in person. I guess yeah. we'll find out soon. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. A lot can change. And it's Vegas. So, yeah. <laughs> well, any last final thoughts around spring 2021 design trends that you have? I think I kind of covered all of the ones that I was kind of seeing. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of different trends going on between fashion, between interiors, and they all like all time, they all simultaneously go together. And so it's about mm-hmm. kind of picking the ones that you want to go with. Certainly, like we've talked about in this episode, there's certain trends that I am not on board with that you are on board with. And that's cool. That's awesome. So yeah. I can choose the trends that I want to stay with. You can choose the trends that you want to stay with. And it's all seamlessly goes together. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. Well, thanks for tuning in today to our episode all about spring 2021 spring trends. Um, we would love to see you on our Instagram at therender.co. Tell us what you liked about this episode. Screenshot it and put it on your story and share it with us. And yes, we will- let me read a review really quickly. Yes, Sorry. please read a review. We love reviews. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, scroll to the bottom of our page and there's a little purple button that says write a review. And we're going to read our reviews every week. Okay, here we go. Community over competition. This one's by Morgan Staten. Staten? Staten? I'm sorry if I mispronounced your last name, Morgan. (laughs) Okay. This podcast, she did five stars. Oh, thank you. This podcast has literally saved my life when it comes to my company. Leaving the corporate world to start an event business, I felt like I have no one to learn from and have no idea what I was doing when it comes to running a company. Cam is an industry leader and has been so transparent and honest when it comes to how she has created such a successful rental business. Her success didn't happen overnight, and she has chosen to choose community over competition and teach us how she's done it. She's saving me years of mistakes, and I'm so grateful. There's no other podcast focus on this industry. I've looked for years. I paired this podcast with her Rental Biz Academy, highly recommend signing up, and I finally feel so confident and so armed to start this company off on the right foot. Oh, I love so it. Nice. Thanks, Thank We're so happy to be <laughs> a resource for you and so many others. All right. We will see you guys next week on Wednesday at 5 a.m. Central Standard Time with another episode. Bye, guys. Bye.